I'm going to tell you a quick story. Street performers tell great stories. I remember seeing you sweat. Be they comic or tragic, they're always entertaining. Oh my God, what a good one. This is a Stories from the Pitch short. Welcome to Stories from the Pitch, a growing oral history about street performing and some of the crazy characters who populate this world. This time around, we're diving into Chapter 2 from Katie Wright about being detained by authorities while touring Europe with the brand new OzStar airline show back in 2007. If you haven't heard Chapter 1, we suggest going back and checking out Episode 46, as elements from that adventure are referenced in this second story. Amsterdam's Liza Plain Square is one of the planet's legendary street pitches and a venue that many performers from around the world end up playing at one time or another. For Katie Wright and Eloise Green, it also happened to be the location where a young police officer decided to walk into the middle of their show. What unfolded next is a piece that we're calling Amsterdam Legends. Okay, Katie Wright. Dynamite. Katie Wright, Dynamite. Vaginamite. <laughs> Katie Wright, Vaginamite. Mm-hmm. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Lick it up, baby. I'm on my second beer. Wow, there we go. Bam. It's that's hot. The last time the language gets rough. Yeah, yeah this is... You start adding some X, X, fire X, to it. Fire, burn, baby, burn. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have a story <laughs> about getting arrested. Oh, yeah. So, um, we were in Amsterdam. Not me and you. Well, clearly not me and you. You and um, Ellie. Ellie and I, like 2007, on our first tour... This is the same year that you got rejected yeah, from... Yeah, it was about, It was only like a couple of weeks after we got detained and refused entry into England and sent back to Amsterdam with a big <laughs> cross in our book. So then we were making shows at Liza Plain and um, making spectacular. <laughs> yeah, we could have the pitch, they'd be like, you make spectacular? <laughs> we were like, yes, we make spectacular. So... Um, <laughs> so we were in um, Liza Plain, clearly, making shows. It was like we had the 10 p.m. prime time, fucking kicking it. Like, so doing a show, I had a, quite a big circle. Ellie was on my shoulder, about to do the five hula split. Pretty sure we were sharing like a handheld mic with a cord. <laughs> so we had the like just reached. This is 2007. Yeah. Yeah, they hadn't invented headsets then. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's probably why. Exactly that. right. Exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 You couldn't find a headset microphone anywhere in 2007. <laughs> yeah. I God, mean, that was like right? seven years and, ago. You know, I know, right? <laughs> and clearly, Ellie and I had heaps of money. Like we told those immigration officials, and like eleven hundred dollars. We US. had eleven hundred dollars. So you know, God, we could have got some headsets. Anyway, so yeah, we had the handheld. Good, because you don't have to power it. Sure. Right. Just got to deal with a cable. <laughs> so she did the hat line, and then she'd pass the mic back to me, and I'd pop it, usually in my cleavage, and then she'd do the five hoops split. And <laughs> one day, my top fell down and my boobies fell out. It was hilarious. <laughs> we got heaps of money that show, but that was another story. <laughs> Why are you telling that one? <laughs> well, that's it. That's, oh, all okay. that, that's the story. Okay. That's all that happened. So, and I was just like, woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was the lights of Flanagan. Yeah, everyone loved that. Yeah, I bet. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, then. So and, and then you only did that one uh, show. You didn't do that. You didn't no, realize no, no, that that no, was your money kind maker. No, didn't kind of just put that into the. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't that would kind be, of. That's an automatic. Choreograph that. Yeah. But Fifty Cent came to our show one time in Amsterdam too, and he didn't even give us like fifty, 50 cents. cents. He hollered and made heaps of noise, and then he just. Yeah. Walked. Should take your tits out. You might have given me something. Yeah. Well, I would have. Right. Maybe I should have dickhead. Yeah. Anyway, so Ellie was on my shoulders. She's just done the hat line. And then this little rookie cop walked through the sort of crowd into the center of the circle. She's about to do the hoops. Like she had the hoops ready to go. And he went, super. And uh, Ellie being Ellie was like, ooh, super. <laughs> People started laughing. Then I grabbed the mic. I think I just, you know, Held on one hand and grabbed the mic. Holding Ellie in one hand. Yeah, Ellie in one yeah. hand, Mike in the other hand. Pulled it from my cleavage <laughs> and Powerful. was like, yeah, whipped it from my cleavage. It was just like, ladies and gentlemen, because I realized we were getting arrested. I was like, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting arrested. Because you didn't have a permit. Yeah, I didn't say that though, but I was just like, we're getting arrested. And we're really sorry. We're going to have to finish the show. Why did you just assume you were going to get arrested, that he wasn't just going to stop you? I think he sort of went, super, come with us or something. I can't exactly remember. But I just kind of knew we were getting arrested because he walked into the middle of the circle. I was like, we're getting fucking shut down. You know what I mean? I just knew. And so I was just like, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting arrested. Um, Really sorry. We have to finish the show. And the crowd, being like a Liza playing crowd at 10 p.m., were just like, boo, boo. And they started moving in and like, I was like, Ellie, get down. (laughs) <laughs> well, I got down, and then I was just like, everyone, it's okay. Because I was a bit kind of like, I need to take control of the situation because it could escalate. <laughs> I was like, it's okay, just relax. We're just going to go with these police officers, and thanks for watching our show. Everything's going to be cool. But and internally, you're freaking out. A little bit. And then all the other performers, like, you know, there's a little line up there, like Frank was there, and Arthur was there. They just walked on pitch and just packed up our shit. And I'm I think it was Arthur took our hat bag and stood to the side and everyone put money in the hat. <laughs> awesome. And then we got a really good hat. Yeah. And then they said to us, like, I think, yeah, it was Arthur who goes, girls, we're taking your shit. Don't let them take it to the station. We're taking your shit. And they all, they just took it away. And yeah. then we went to the station. In costume. Yeah. yeah. Like just little red sparkly shorts and our underneath costumes. <laughs> <laughs> and like red sparkly halter. So we went down and like they put us in separate cells. That was the first thing they did. We were next to each other though. And I, but I had we had the phone. We shared we shared a mobile phone. And I had the phone. And Ellie told me her cell was, you know, kind of nice. Like even had a book in there. Must have been the last person that was in there. And it was like in English for some bizarre reason. And it was quite clean, the cell was quite clean and had a little chair. But my cell didn't have a chair, didn't have a book. It had like blood stains oh. on the wall. Shit. And then it had, yeah. And like had, hand? No, it wasn't. Down, no, it wasn't. Like, <laughs> right. <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. And right. someone's just like holding their heart <laughs> and then just dragging their arm. Yeah, yeah. Or was it splattered? It's kind of just sort of splattered like along the wall and then on the floor. Well, that's maybe worse. Yeah, it was like, You don't know where it came from. Yeah, I don't know. Don't give me, I don't want to think about it. You're going to give me like heebie jeebies about it now. Right. It's like got the image in my head. Yeah. And then I had this weird shelf that was too high to, uh, too small to do anything on. I don't know what that was about. It was all around the room. Anyway. So, but they closed the door. They locked me in. 
And as soon as they locked me in, the phone rang. They were walking off of my did phone. They say, did they say something to you when they put you in? No. No, they just brought you guys oh, to the station. No, no, I remember now. As they were leaving, because I'd just been detained for six hours in, you know, London, yeah. or Bristol. So I was like, as they were leaving, I yelled through my bars, excuse me. And they were like, yeah, just looked back at me and I went, how long do you think we'll be in here? And he goes, I don't know, four, five hours. And I went, <laughs> Okay. You're like, like, you're like four or five hours, fine. I did six in Bristol. I could do five hours, four hours. Fucking. But they, they didn't. When they took you from the pitch, did they say that you were doing something illegal? Um, that you needed a no, they didn't really talk to us. They didn't really talk to us. They just put us in these cells. It's bizarre. Yeah, they didn't really talk to us all that much. All anyway, right, so, so we went on. into these cells. Ellie's mum rang. As soon as like yeah. the police Quickly. walked away. And like was like, hey, and I answered for some bizarre reason. He's like, hey, Katie, how are you? And I'm like, I'm okay, yeah, I'm not bad. <laughs> fine, it's fine. I'm definitely not in a cell. I'm not in jail in Amsterdam. If, if you're wondering, definitely we're not in jail. And then like, just to let you know. And then, and then she's like, what are you guys up to? And I'm like, oh, I'm just hanging out, just down at the pitch. And uh, Ellie's just gone down to the shops. Ellie's at the shops. <laughs> So, she's not here. But I'll tell her you rang. She's like, okay. And I'm like, hey, Sue, I've got to go. She's like, okay. Bye, Katie. Love you. And I'm like, love you. Get off the phone. I'm like, shit. <laughs> the shops. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, and then the police came back, like, about, I don't know, two hours later or something. And it was just like, why were you doing shorts? That's a bit Russian. I, yeah. I can't do Dutch very well. Okay. They're like, why were you doing why Why were you doing shots? Stop trying to do okay. shots. <laughs> I just wish I could do a more animated story. So anyway, they were asking why we're doing shots. And I like the way you think the more animated story is you trying to do an impression <laughs> of... <laughs> like a ding. <laughs> no, it's, it's tell the story. What's for dumber? What's <laughs> for dumber? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so I listened... Like I, this is what I remember because I could hear them interviewing Ellie. Right, but he, so he's saying yep. to you, why were you doing shows? Why were you doing shows? And Ellie just went, well, we've been doing shows there for the last two months and nobody's said anything about it. So it's really inconsistent of you to now have a problem with it. And they were like, you need a permit for a show. And Ellie's like, well, we've been doing shows for the last two months and no one's had a... I think she just said the same thing. Yeah. And then they closed the door. They had our... I don't know if we had our passport. I feel like they had our passports. Mm. Did you carry your passport to the pitch? I don't know. For some reason, I remember them having our passports. And we were like, oh, no, we've got that big cross on it. Like, but they didn't ask about that. But then they came and interviewed me and they were like, why are you doing shows? And I was like, I don't know, for fun. And he was like... Because you cannot work here and take money. It's illegal. And I was like, yeah, but we weren't doing it for money. We were doing it for fun. And then, anyway. You have a different approach based on your prior interrogation experience. You're, like, really experienced now at being interrogated <laughs> about where you are and what you're doing. So now you've got confidence and, like, whatever. We're just doing fun. It's fun. fun. We're having fun. We're not taking money. We're having fun. We're having fun. Anyway, and then... Um, and then they let us out about two hours later and said, you can't do shows. You cannot make shows here. 
And then we got this and they're like, we will send you a fine. And we got these fines. Like, it was about like, I don't know, it wasn't that much. It was like 100 euro or something. With these fines we had to pay sent to Australia. They, well, they wanted us to go to court, but we were in Australia, so we paid 100 euro. Anyway, they let us out. And then that night, clearly we went to like, there's this little theater opposite the Liza Platt, I can't remember what it's called. Little sort of stand-up comedy venue. We went there and then we made friends with the staff and so they invited us in and they gave us loads of drinks because we told them our ordeal and our story. And we got so very drunk, so drunk. And then we ended up at the sugar factory, which is three doors up from the police station. And like met with the staff there and they saw our hoops and they were like, come in, come in, you know, don't worry about the door charge, come in. We were like, yeah, we just got arrested. They're like, oh my God, we'll get you a drink. So they just started to just fill us with alcohol. And they're like, why don't you do something tonight? It's this full-on, hardcore kind of techno night. And we're like, sure, we're pretty drunk by this stage. So we went backstage and they just kept feeding us with alcohol. And like, you know, there were a few other performers on, like kind of weird performance art stuff and heaps of DJs and completely packed, smoky room it was like three in the morning so we went on and did some hula and you know airline steward outfits and did some juggling I think or maybe just hula I can't remember but then I do remember Ellie got on my shoulders <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> she got on my shoulders yeah. it was the only time I've ever dropped her like <laughs> well, I was gonna say <laughs> I like how <laughs> you said that Ellie got on my shoulder it's the only time I ever dropped <laughs> ever like in the like, whole yeah. eight years it is now something of performing that show and like she got on my shoulders and I just crumbled it was like she climbed up and I just fell down <laughs> <laughs> your legs stopped working yeah my legs just kind of shook a little and then just sort of like jelly I just sort of fell to the floor completely to the floor as did she and then <laughs> of course she's connected to your shoulders <laughs> I forgot all of the other tricks right I'm remembering it now we did a full passing routine juggling full hoop and then that happened <laughs> and then I think we went for it again and I nailed it to which the crowd was totally delighted mm -hmm. you know and then we just kept drinking all night and then went home so you know it was kind of ironic that we were in the cells for three hours being arrested for illegally working and then at 3 a.m four hours and a lot of alcohol later we were performing on stage just three doors up from the police station <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck you police <laughs> we were like we're legends yeah we're top legends. legends you know what i mean all right thank you katie ryan good and stories thank you magic ryan it was great Stories from the Pitch is produced by the Busker Hall of Fame and is made possible through the efforts of a dedicated team who share a passion for the recording, editing, and presenting of these stories. This episode is proudly sponsored by Buskin City, a platform for professional street performers to book their own tour in different parts of the world using a simple booking calendar. For more information, please visit buskincity.com. That's B-U-S-K-I-N-C-I-T-Y dot com. And huge thanks to Thorsten Anderson, Ulf Anderson, and the team at Buskin City for their support of this project. If you'd like to support what we're doing, please do consider swinging by the Busker Hall of Fame website and throwing a little love into our online hat by clicking on the donate button. Or become a sustaining supporter of this project at patreon.com slash buskerstories. Your contributions really do allow us to grow this resource and generate more content, so thanks in advance for supporting this project and helping us keep busking history alive. Music for this episode came from Tim Sars and the Carnival Band from Vancouver. Links to both Tim's work and the Carnival Band are posted in the notes section for this episode on the Busker Hall of Fame website, so do check them out. 
Got a story to tell? Something you think we could improve? A performer you'd like us to interview? Or perhaps you're interested in becoming a sponsor of an upcoming episode? If so, drop me a line at cbg at buskerhalloffame.com. On behalf of myself, story editor Magic Bryant, and the rest of the staff of the Busker Hall of Fame, we hope this finds you well. And as you perform for audiences around the world, please remember to use your superpowers for good. I'm David Aiken, the Checkerboard Guy. Thanks for listening.